Go. You want you want keto? No. Are you eating that without a bun? I like splitting them in half. It makes it feel like I'm eating more when I'm not. Wild. Welcome to to fat tips for fat people. <laughs> New segment we're gonna start drunk and jurors with. You be drunk. prepared. We're this is canon now. You have to come up with drunk drunk tips for fat or fat <laughs> tips for fat people. All right, and welcome back, everyone. We got a new episode of Drunken Jurors for you. Um, I want—I have one special thing to say here at the beginning, and that is, you people listening in Virginia, we see you, and we appreciate you. <laughs> You're great. You make up half of our U.S. downloads, and we see you, and it's pretty great. Um, but you should definitely try to interact with us on social media. We would love to actually get to know who these people are. And then we'll give you Nick's address to mail stuff for Nick. Yeah. Nick's a big fan of uh, 45. So if you want to find a way to mail ammunition. Also a big, big fan of active pipe bombs. I thought you said he's a big <laughs> fan of just like 45. And I thought people were going to start sending him like the number 45. I wish, dude. That'd be so cool. He opens up a box and it's like the <laughs> balloon numbers of 45. <laughs> Such a big fan of the 45th Pope. I'm Jeff. Uh, I am the embodiment of Christ. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Too close to Easter for me to let that slide. No. Uh, I'm Nick, and I do a podcast with these other heretics. Hi. Hey there. Hi there. Uh, I'm drinking Bush Diesel as usual. Per the usual. Uh, I... Uh, ooh, this fits with what I introduced myself as. I just opened up a brand new bottle of wine. Your blood. You opened a vein. I popped a vessel. I'm going to hell for this. I'm going to hell. Drinking. It is Arbor Mist as well. It's one of my I last don't know what, uh, uh, bottles. Drinking Big Wave, Kona, Golden Ale. You're telling me you're not drinking all of the random alcohols that's that are just in your I look, backyard. I, look, I, looked, I looked at the Corona, and I'm like, I really don't want Corona. Yeah, that's understandable. I'll Garrett always, that Garrett always bringing the shitty beer. Remember how long it took me to get... I also, I also have, like, fucking White Claws. Oh, is yeah. that from Mandy and Grace? Fuck yeah. See, Nick, this is... I mean, you are now enjoying the seek, like the pleasures I get of, like, I don't have to buy alcohol for a while. and I might not like what's here. But it's free. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to drink the white claws when I'm gonna be angry about it. <laughs> when you need a nice refreshment after your first three beers and you want some yeah, water, go ahead and you. drink your white <laughs> I claws. Want water. Yeah. Well, are you guys you guys ready to go to the fucking Wild West? The early eighteen hundreds, the gold rush. So I'll be honest with you. I up I, until this point, I completely forgot which podcast we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting ready to talk about like random ass shit. I completely forgot. Woo! <laughs> God. I, I just I just got off work by the way, so there's an exception to this. I uh, so the only Wild West I think is canon to history is the one where Marty McFly uh, went back in time to. That's actually a documentary. Yes, Back to the Future Part Three documentary. Do- it's. It's great. Well, I hate I hate to let you know, but the Wild West that actually happened uh was brutal as fuck. And apparently this guy was roaming around in there and that uh, was lit. Hold up. 
brutal as fuck as in ridiculous uh six taylor lautner swinging like a pendulum uh no because when we get to the end of the story this man does not survive his hanging for even a second oof (laughs) doesn't have that thick strong muscly neck like taylor lautner no he was kind of withered away at the point when he dies so Mm. (laughs) we'll get to that though but um we're talking about the wonderful Kentucky Cannibal, aka Ooh. Levi Boone Helm, or just went by Boone, because you know. Yeah, I'd go by Boone. The 1800s. <laughs> I'd go by Boone as well. So, um, the source for today is literally a book called The Kentucky Cannibal The True Story of an Outlaw, Murderer, and Maneater by Ryan Green. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of cannibalism in here, so we're going to have a fucking Liddy one. I mean, if his name is the Kentucky Cannibal, I wouldn't assume he was a vegan. He might have tried. Maybe he ate all of Kentucky's land. You don't know. He was a cannibal of the soul, Nick. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I don't like any of this. Okay. So, Wait. Levi Boonhelm was born on the 28th of January of 1828 to a Joseph and Nancy Helm. Uh, she had a total of um, he was the eighth kid so he was the youngest Um, they were unskilled laborers and farmhands and ditch diggers basically any fucking goddamn job that he could get is what he would do obviously if you were wondering a lot of this doesn't happen in Kentucky he was just born in Kentucky so there you go for that information that's where the name comes from because when we get farther into this you're going to be like where the fuck does kentucky come into this nowhere only here i mean it was a simpler time with simpler people Oof. oh sorry he wasn't the eighth kid um throughout his like while he was growing up she had more kids um joseph was his father was working all the time um but he had this want to have his own land and stuff like that. But uh, apparently he just kept popping babies on his wife instead, not moving. So, you know, that's always an option you can go for. Just fucking fuck your dreams. More kids. But yeah, Catholic dream, baby. I feel like back then too, like people died a lot easier. So it was yeah, that's more- why you had like 12 it was, kids. Because, yeah, you know, it was- half of them were going to die in childhood. It was like- of None for insurance died. reasons well for ins- well, well <laughs> they, were, he, they were the overly lucky ones where none of their kids died which made them unlucky because now they have eight more mouths to feed hey man that's eight more free labor true except as we'll get to boone doesn't do shit yeah he's got eight kids what does he oh no no uh, no boone's the yeah. You fucking piece of shit. Come on. Keep up. He's got eight siblings. He doesn't need to do anything. We're like yeah, three notes. We're like three notes in and you're fucking up. It's going to be a long one for you. God damn it. I got to take note. Dude, it's going to be a long one to begin with. So there was news about uh, settlements coming up in Missouri. Because, you know, we just got Missouri. Yay, Missouri. What? Wait. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Sure. So uh, they decided to take the gamble and they uprooted and moved on over into missouri um real real, missouri (laughs) yeah they backed up and they moved off and headed towards the border of missouri because missouri's booming right now because everyone's heading west anyways to go to fucking california for all the gold 
once they were there, they were well-liked and well-respected uh, because they were known for their hard work and their willingness to help others, even at their own cost. Um, during harvest time, Joseph uh, was struggling with just uh, like his children as farmhands. So all the neighbors actually grouped up and helped him with uh, all of his chores. Oh. The West was a good time. So see, that's all bad. Except for all the random murder that happened because people lose money in the fucking saloons. Yeah, like, but hey, honestly, I don't see the problem there. That's why I don't gamble, just in case someone decides to pull, pull out their six iron. shooter. Yeah, pull yeah, out their exactly. six shooter and fuck you up. Yeah. You never know who's got a Derringer hidden in their long sleeve. <laughs> Nancy basically was just, uh, she like taught people how to bake and cook when they got there. So that's kind of where she didn't really make money, but that's why the community liked as long her. As she, she didn't was... teach them how to read. <laughs> Well, she didn't know how to read, obviously, Nick. She was a woman in the 1800s. She wasn't allowed that, right? Um, so at the age of 10... That's as far Boone... as I'm going to push that joke. <laughs> yep, same. That's why we're moving on. So at the age of 10, Boone uh, had a huge growth, st- growth spurt, and he was uh, the size of most teenagers at the age of oh, 10. Dude turned into a fucking ox, didn't he? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he ran around with uh, the teenage kids, and he learned all the tricks of the trade. Um, from the uh, like the fur traders and stuff, and how to like trap animals and all that good Western bullshit. Some of the older boys were squeamish when it came to killing the said trap animals, but of course, Boone, being you know a psychopath, had no problem skinning rabbits. Most of the time, I he know. forgot. Most of the time, he forgot to break their neck first, and would oh just, god, and for it didn't realize until he had sliced the fur off and the thing was screeching. Well, like you know, I, I wasn't picturing him as a psychopath. I was picturing him more as Lenny from Mice and Men. But now I'm picturing him more like, you know, the, <laughs> son, from, killer? the son from Psycho. That's terrifying. Um, So Boone wasn't okay with just being accepted by the teenage kids. Uh, he demanded their respect, even though he was the youngest. So he... In, Basically, when he was born, he inherited his father's strength, so he just started beating kids up if they disrespected him, and he didn't lose the fights. So he's like a 10-year-old beating the shit out of like 16, 17, 18-year-olds. He also wasn't okay with just doing like one-hit knockouts. Like That's where most kids are like, oh my god, he's so strong. Uh, Boone would follow those people down and would just continuously continue to just beat uh, them while they're on the ground. It's Red Dead rules, I see. Yeah. He's a uh, he. He gets only worse. I I like to think that he finds God and becomes a, a Christian. That's 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 my belief. That's how I think this podcast is gonna end. Um, in the book, there's a really good section that explains kind of like his temper, and the quote is, "Uh, it went beyond childish, like temper tantrums because." Despite his savagery, Boone never actually seemed to be angry. There was just a cold efficiency to the violence that he did. Um, like he was just fulfilling his duty and taking no real pleasure in it. That seemed like unbefitting of a bully. Oh. He just felt like he had to do it. I mean, sometimes I feel like I got to poop. So I, I, in the way I get it. I um, always feel like I have to poop. Boone would also perform stunts on horsebacks and on horseback and feats of strength and agility. Uh, when he was a teenager, he would uh, do wrestling and boxing matches in the town, uh, where he would take where he would take on full grown men. 
and would win. And that's how he got the, that's how he got the name of the toughest man in town. I want to break down some of these feats of strength and ability. What did All you right. like did did he like tie horses to a rope and drag them with his teeth or something? No, so like, the agility was he would be on the horse, he would throw his knife into the ground and he would get his knife out of the ground without ever getting off the horse while it was running. Cool. That yeah, that's that, is, cool. that is cool. That's it's pretty yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the feats uh, of strength was just beating the shit out of grown men. See, I I pictured it as you know like the the things that we do for like Guinness Book of World Records shit nowadays, like he was doing back then. I mean, no, he's not like that ridiculously strong. He like runs with a fire truck strapped to his back. Yes, because that's something he could have done in the eighteen yeah. hundreds. Well, that's, that's why. Something. That's why I said he dragged horses by his teeth. Fucking. <laughs> garbage fucking oof i would have called it a bull but um it got to the point where uh joseph wouldn't even speak to boone because he was already scared that his son would beat the shit out of him oh all right yeah uh and also it's always a good attitude his his brothers also did the same thing oh (laughs) they're like uh no 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 we're done with you that's that's not our problem so this is a hilarious story to me, I believe. Uh, this is the one. Yes, it is. This story is hilarious to me. So there were argue- he had arguments with uh, the sheriff for a bunch of you know crimes, aka beating the shit out of grown men. So he beat he sheriff. beat the sh- he beat the shit out out of a guy at a saloon. And this is when he's a teenager, so he can drink now, which technically he probably could have drank at like eight, but so uh the sheriff showed up with a, a warrant for his arrest in his hand and Boone didn't give a fuck and he wasn't he's like no this arrest warrant's bullshit he didn't dismount his horse and he rode into town right up to the steps of the courthouse on his horse and then went into the courthouse on his horse so he went up and he started yelling at the judge and demanded to know what fool of a judge put his name on a warrant and then started yelling threats at him the judge then (laughs) recited the order for his arrest and waived the charges of contempt of court and as Boone left, he went, better luck next time, boys, <laughs> and just rode out on his horse. Just rides into, rides into the courthouse. Hey, you dumb bitch! Which one of you dumb fucks are trying to get me arrested? Sup, dumb bitch? I, honestly, the, I, those are the days when you can just ride into the courthouse and so... publicly threaten your elected <laughs> officials. To be fair, you can still do it. You can, um, but then you, but then the FBI gets involved, <laughs> and then there's a lot of paperwork. I feel like riding in on a horse is just the. Next it's a power level. move. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a definite power move. You you have established dominance when you ride into the courthouse on a horse. <laughs> it's my seeing eye horse. Okay, leave me alone. My emotional my emo- support. My emotional support. Yeah. It's like, have you, have you, uh, you guys seen the thing where like the dude was fucking piss ass drunk and got pulled over by the cops, but he's, his argument was that the horse was sober. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, uh, I mean, I guess he, his okay. argument was the horse is sober and it knows its way home. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, all right, like, uh, I guess I feel like it's technically not like a motor vehicle. Was, so yeah. I guess anyone who was going to try and make the case is just like, you know, 
that's just not worth the time and effort to try and win this. You're yeah, like, you're lucky. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like if he's smart enough that I could just hop on him and go go home, and he does. I mean, I guess <laughs> it all works out. Um, so this is where Boone kind of gets his first itching to want to kill because now he wants to kill the sheriff because you know came at him with an arrest warrant. Obviously, he doesn't do yes. this. He is smarter. He does. He's like, there's no point in killing the sheriff because, you know, that'll put me in worse trouble than I already am. And then you get to deal with the marshals. <laughs> I think that's how that works. If I, if any, if my John Wayne knowledge, my knowledge from John Wayne movies have taught me anything, that once you killed the sheriff, you have to deal with the marshal. I'm gonna have to rewatch Back to the Future Three. <laughs> um, Lucinda Browning was a woman that uh, Boone had been casually courting with since he became to manhood and but she was one of the so sm- when he was eight <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much uh she was one of the smart ones uh she didn't ever like succumb to him in his advances or anything or get raped by him because he was you know kind of one of those guys oh uh, was, um, was he was he one of those like consent is an option kind of guys <laughs> yeah um, uh, is he one of those like bill cosby kind of guys <laughs> Yes. All right. Fuck my <laughs> jokes then. Yeah, he was, um, well, I also cut out halfway through. So. so he didn't like that she denied him, but uh, he did keep trying to become more cunning and get to where he could make advances and like they go through and stuff. Um, but for some reason, they uh, go through. She, it's she, a fucking loading. She, screen. for some reason, she marries him. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't really know why. I thought you said she was smart. Yeah, yeah, he got both families' consent and blessing, and then they were both wed, and they signed their oh, license so they, at the same courthouse. Get her consent. He got the parents' consent. Also, Everyone by the way, they, the judge yeah. that uh, the judge that married them is the same one that he ran in on on his horse uh, and yelled at. <laughs> some things just don't belong here. <laughs> so oh. either he threatened everyone. That's it. <laughs> there, there is something we are not looking into. There is one thing we have not asked yet. One question. What would you have a big dick? Doc Brown do? Yeah, how big was his dick? Uh, no one ever said. No one ever said? No one ever said? Well, it's either like a micropeen because of all of the fucking HGH his body decided to create on a limb or on a whim. Or it's just fucking would put a horse to shame. I would love to know what kind of HGH was created on limbs, though. Like muscle. It's not like <laughs> I don't know oh, HGHs. H- I don't know names of HGH. Growth hormone. Oh, I oh, know yeah. what it stands for, dumbass. I don't know the specific types. Like his moose knuckle. No, that's not it. He's got that's, small- that's a camel toe. <laughs> Mo- moose antler. He's got Bruce antler is one. It's, hey, it's a deer antler or something. You see Jerry, yeah. you see Jerry over there. You see how fucking raging his left arm is it's because he's got a micro penis and that HG <laughs> had to go somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> get it? This guy gets it. He gets aroused and all of his blood flows to his left arm instead of his penis. <laughs> Accidentally punches people. <laughs> that dude had to have had the world's smallest penis or just fucking yoked on the peen on the peen department so both families shift in for the couple to have a home and start a new life together but uh after the party you mean coerced 
I wish my Probably. family would pay for me to have a home and a life. But after uh, their celebratory, like, wedding reception-esque type thing, uh, he was plastered drunk, and instead of carrying Lucinda in over the threshold of their new home, he got carried in and dumped unceremoniously into his marriage bed, where he vomited and just slept. Why do I feel like that's going to be all three of us at our weddings? Uh, no, I, I won't do that, but that's for a multitude of reasons. I've already been told I'm not allowed to, so <laughs> we'll see. No, no, no. So you for, Adam, the plan is that one of us gets pissed drunk at someone else's wedding to make up for the fact that we can't get drunk at our but wedding. Adam, I want you to be prepared. Apparently, Nick has a superpower at weddings to get other people drunk instead of himself <laughs> like a douche <laughs> <laughs> and ruin someone else's night. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> had to carry Dawn s- out of the fucking building because <laughs> of your stupid ass. Um, so he obviously raped her a lot. He beat her a lot. A lot of that. Th- this is basically how their marriage goes. A lot of beatings. A lot of rape. A lot of him assume. passed out on his bed. Uh, there's a point where uh he runs up a shit ton of bar tabs. No saloons will sell him alcohol because he ran a bunch of tabs and hasn't paid any. The house is being paid for by Lucinda's parents because they don't want her to be homeless. Uh, Boone starts bringing his horse inside because he just loves that his horse goes inside places. So his horse now also lives inside, basically. Why do I feel like he had a sexual relationship with the horse? That's what I was thinking. I don't know. Why do I feel like he dominates the horse? I don't know, man. It could have been a female horse. So then there's a point where Boone leaves for a month to go mine for gold in missouri as, as that's one, a, <laughs> i don't i don't i think that pig had already been fucked by that point so he goes out so he's gone for a month during this time lucinda reassesses her situation she originally didn't want to get divorced because she didn't want that because because back then that's a big no-no that's a horrible thing so she ends up deciding that she wants to be divorced by the time he comes back she finds out she's pregnant but she still divorces him. I can only imagine that Boone took this amicably and let, let her go on her way. Well, let's find out. They get divorced. He goes back to his house just to realize that, uh, to you know, to live I, his bachelor He's already life now. getting laid by the horse, so why the fuck does yeah. he need her? <laughs> At this point, while he goes back and he lives in this house, uh, his parents and, like, immediate family uh, go bankrupt, so they move back to Kentucky. So they just move out. So he's all there alone now. And uh, the his parents' house was uh, sold off in an auction. Big sad. Uh, and this is where Boone hits rock bottom and everything uh, starts to really fall apart. For a while, while he's like in his rock bottom stage, he decides, you know, maybe I should go west. Because he, he starts trying to take loans from people to pay off his bar tabs. And then it's just a constant cycle of him being a debt to someone else. Then he finds out that well. <laughs> sounds like modern day millennial society. <laughs> and after a while of this, the town wants him out. But at this time, he he meets his second cousin. Guess his second cousin's first name or full name, actually. Um, guess Jesse James. Leroy Leviathan oh. Jenkins. No, Littleberry shoots. <laughs> <laughs> Littleberry shoot. 
Uh, it was Boone's second cousin. That dude definitely had a monster cock. 100%. <laughs> That's... Hey, hey, you hear about Elbear shoot, shoots uh, big dick? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was oh, like, Elbear shoots? I feel like they called him Elbear shoots. <laughs> Um, <laughs> little, <laughs> little very shoots was, uh, was young enough to be able to think that, uh, Boone was going to be a good friend and wasn't old enough to understand that his schemes were awful. So they started drinking together regularly. Um, but every time a brawl would start, he would run off and go back home. And then his, he would come and bring Boone back with him and make Boone sleep on the floor. So that happened for quite a while. <laughs> Well, uh, it's literally fucking Larry Moe and Curly out here. <laughs> where's the other? Where's the third stooge? Yeah, it's the horse. The horse is the third stooge. So obviously, uh, this is where the big boom of gold in California comes in, and so they move to Virginia. <laughs> they go to Maine. They move to Maine. <laughs> uh, no, so. Boone concocts his plan to either go to Texas or California because there's gold in both. Um, he ends up planning for Texas, uh, but Littleberry wouldn't commit. Boone spent a night plying him with whiskey and trying to talk him up. He eventually gets him while plastered drunk to say yes. That's, that's and, how contracts work. Then the next morning, Littleberry wakes up to Boone already having all of his shit packed and ready to go and he's like you packed up and ready to go and he second guesses it he's like oh, no 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 I don't want to do this little berry says no and Boone had up to this point had always kept his uh temper under control since he was divorced so and he continues to do so because he's a better man he's good in the world people <laughs> don't let this podcast change that idea he fuck you sideways, Nicholas. Boone knew that he had violent a violent <laughs> temper and he knew how to keep it under control. But when he came to in this situation, he looked down and was confused to find his Bowie knife stabbed into his cousin's heart. He realized he had blacked out and he's never actually killed anyone before. But apparently, while consumed by fury, he had drawn his Bowie knife and stabbed him in the heart. Um, obviously this like instantly killed little Barry as he got as stabbed a Bowie in the knife heart. is yeah. essentially a fucking cleaver. He didn't know what to do with the body. Obviously. Um, this also made him oh, realize no. that, uh, he originally always blamed the devil for his anger, but, uh, he was, he realized the only monster was himself and he decided, fuck, I'm going. Uh, so he checked. I do appreciate <laughs> the psychopath with the sense of self-awareness it's always refreshing to see so he checked found out little bear was dead took anything of value in the house that was light enough for him to carry took his personal belongings and uh fucking headed out he decided well here's a reasoning on why he killed little berry um it wasn't a random lashing out it was actually carefully planned in a premeditated murder he wanted to hurt someone ever since the sheriff and he wanted someone to pay for what was being done to him. So Lou, he basically snapped and finally killed someone for what happened a while ago. Um, so he ended up going to Texas because he told everyone that he was going to go to California. Or no, sorry. He told everyone he's going to Texas and then he ends up going to Cali. So, uh, you know what he should have done? Hmm. 
told everyone he was going to Texas. So you thought this story, you thought this story was wild. Goes he ends up in Vermont. He ends up in Vermont. I called called it. The rest of this story just you're. It's just one thing after another where you're just like Jesus Christ, what the fuck? I'm gonna I'm gonna make these predictions perfectly. Starting with he goes to Vermont. So he heads out. He's extremely unprepared. His uh, <laughs> didn't bring enough food for his horse. He had a small water skin that would only last him a couple days if he rationed his water, which he did not do. Um, and he didn't know a route. So he literally just zigzagged across the country searching for places to get water and places for his horse to graze so it didn't just die. Um, after a few days, he couldn't ride his horse anymore because he was saddle sore and the fucking goddamn horse looked like he was going to fucking yeah, die. His, his micropene <laughs> had to hurt by that point. Um, back in town, they find the body. They realize that it had to be Boone because it's the only one that they, they only hang out with each other. <laughs> so they go out on a manhunt. They go out on a manhunt and they're following his tracks and they're like, where the fuck is this guy going? And then they find him. <laughs> Um, oh, by the time God, they caught quick. him, by the time they caught him, it's a couple days, but by the time they caught him, his horse's corpse was tied to a dead tree and Boone was squatted down in a dried out riverbed trying to suck moisture from mud. This man had oh. no experience of being of survival out in the <laughs> wilderness. So by the time they got him, <laughs> um, he would he would go into bursts of giggles or talk to himself during the ride home. And at points, he would just throw himself off the sheriff's horse and run into the woods, and they got him and whatnot. Um, I like to think he's giggling like a schoolgirl as he, he runs. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the end of the night, every single man had been troubled by his ceaseless rambling, ranting. He didn't sleep, and he didn't. Uh, he didn't stop rambling. He would speak really softly in a, like a dry whisper, but he just never stopped talking and whispering to himself. <sighs> so when they brought him into court. They gave him a claim of insanity and sent him to a mental institution back east, like eastern Missouri. So he goes and he's there. Uh, He faked this mental break. Boone has no mental problems. So... At this sanitarium, he everyone loves him because he doesn't. He's not the way he was out in public. Like he's super nice to everyone. They end up giving him like extra stuff. There's an orderly that literally takes him out at night. Like they allow him to work in the gardens and stuff out on like out front. And there's an orderly who takes him out at night just to walk around the entire campus of the place without anyone else knowing. Uh, he never asked for anything, but they always just gave him stuff, which is why they gave him stuff, because he never asked. They would let him, like, smoke cigarettes. They would let him go out every night. The reason Boone never said anything, especially while he was out at night, is because he was planning his escape. Every night, he would ask to go to the bathroom in the same spot, and he would walk out into the trees and pee, but he always came back, so the orderly never thought of anything. Until one night, another orderly walked by, but this orderly didn't want to get in trouble for Boone. So Boone's like, I'll just go pee in the woods. And he's like, okay. And he talks to this guy for like five minutes and he turns around and waits for Boone and Boone never comes back. And the orderly doesn't report it because he doesn't want to get in trouble for letting Boone out. And it, a week goes by before anyone notices Boone's missing. And by this time, Boone's fucking 
gone. And then when they finally go out and look for him, they just assume he died because there's no towns nearby and that animals probably got him because he didn't have any equipment or anything. So they just thought, oh, fuck, this guy just died. That's not the case at all. Uh, <laughs> a lone traveler comes along and finds Boone. And uh, he was a prospector heading out west to join the uh, gold rush. So he brings he brings uh, Boone along. Uh, when they go to stop for the night, uh, he takes his donkey and unloads it and brushes his donkey. And then uh, while he's cleaning the brushing the donkey, Boone's going through his belongings. He's like, hey, what the hell? Um, but Boone just kept on clearing stuff out. And then uh, Boone snapped and killed him. Uh, it was not an easy murder. He didn't have a weapon. He just had great physical power that he eventually just got overpowered him grabbed a uh grabbed a rock and just beat his head in until it was like unrecognizable as one does yeah um the only reason he stopped is because he's of exhaustion otherwise he just kept going there was no more head to hit so he then takes the donkey and all the supplies because now there's a traveler who is going west with a donkey with all the things needed to feed said donkey the entire way and himself boom perfect and he has new clothes. Fucking lucky boy. Um, he came across a lot of people on the way there. A lot of caravans, but they were lucky. If he met a man alone out on the range, uh, Boone killed him. Wonder why? Yeah, just because he wanted to. He And then he just eventually got to the point where he just preferred to kill anyone he encountered. Just to pillage their stuff and continue on. So he always had stuff. Um, he, he did this for months, by the way. Um, yeah, eventually he ran out of supplies uh-huh. and he had to butcher the donkey and made jerky, jerky out of it. Uh, but then, make uh, jerky? I guess you could make jerky out of a donkey. You make jerky out of anything with meat, but yeah, yeah. it's just ground beef. I wonder what horse meat tastes like. Who's been to Ikea lately? Nope. That's not something you get at uh, Ikea. No, they used to do that. They didn't tell people, but they used to. Their meatballs used to be horse meat. Right, right, right. Of course, of course, of course. So he kept on going. Um, eventually, he got to the point where he was just fighting starvation off, and he came across a hunter who uh, he killed with his rifle. Um, apparently, he can hit a fucking person, but he couldn't shoot a single fucking piece, like living game. So he killed the guy, and he uh, went down to his camp and was very mad that uh, the stra- the hunter had killed anything yet that day. So he got nothing out of it. But he's literally starving, and he's on the edge of uh, dying. So he's sitting there at this little camp that he made next to the body. Uh, He starts, like, basically having hallucinations, I guess. He's looking at the body, and it's just looking like different cuts of steak to him. Oh, dear Jesus. he goes over. He cuts off a little piece of the uh, guy's leg, cooked it, ate it, vomited it up but was still hungry for it, went back, and he just kept doing this until he stomached it. I like to think of him as like 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 when he bites into it, like the, like the sound of the heavy from uh, TF2, just... Probably. But he, he just kept eating until his uh, shrunken stomach was uh, no longer cramping, and he could just keep eating, and he just kept cutting off pieces and eating it. Can't wait until this incredibly mentally stable individual gets Kuru. He did curl up under the fetal position on the grass because you know it fucking hurt 
it. Yeah. So he did that, and then finally continues uh, movement west, and eventually he hits, he hits California. We made it, boys. We're finally there. And once he's there, he meets up with uh, – he goes into a town, and he uh, finds out that he has distant cousins called John Hamm and William Johnson, who uh, all thought they were uh, tough and hardy men themselves. They had killed other people in duels with pistols for gambling debts and arguments they had had. Um, they had made legends for themselves over in on the West, and no one really fucked with them. Uh, so he eventually he meets them, and they go out drinking, and they all start sharing stories. They think they're better than him. He's think, or they all think they're better than every like each one's just all like don't one upping each other. And then uh, finally he tells them that, uh, well, I killed a man and ate, ate him. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're the, you're the bigger man here. And then they accept him in because that's what you do. And uh, yes, you clearly have the bigger small penis. This is how he gets into mining for gold. They would take each one. They would, like, trade them off, like, every week or a couple weeks with each one of them. And, like, he would go mining with them. Uh, he just – it was just them mining and him taking half because he refused to do work. Oh, but uh, then every time he would have made a great IRS agent. He eventually got to the point where he just like they got annoyed with him because he was just fighting everyone in the saloons every night. Um, but yeah, he would just kill people for the fun of it, and the law would overlook it because there were so many other killings that were happening out on the west this time. Like people were always just killing each other over arguments, and like nothing was ever done about it because. There were more problems than the sheriff could deal with. So after they, they're like, no, we're not helping you anymore. Uh, he's, he says, fuck it. And he's like, I'll go out on my own. He heads up to the Pacific Northwest, to Oregon. And this is where they really find out about their cousin's past of all the people that they were killing or that he was killing. And then like him eating the person was an actual true story. They originally were just like, yeah, nah, he's just fucking whatever. He's the, he's the strongest one out of. And then they realized the guy that they were like literally sheltering for like months, and they're like, oh god. But they also didn't do anything about it because they're like, ah, we're not getting our own kin like arrested. That's wrong. Bonds That's... were shit back then. Yeah, as someone who, I don't know, as someone who, sorry, but I used to think that the whole familial oh yeah no i'll totally cover for you for murder <laughs> thing is one of the stupidest like concepts ever to be enter a man's brain just it's it's so it 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 upsets me greatly because the amount of time that's times that fucks up in the investigation also i am drunk Oof. i'm getting so, there i am like six beers in and Boy, Jesus Christ, guys! Nick, I've been reading even... too much. Hold on, <laughs> Nick. I don't even think I've seen you drink a single sip, and you're six beers in. I just watched him chug half a bottle, like literally really? two minutes ago. I'm yeah, about, I'm about he, a he third. While I was reading, because I, I have it pulled up side by side, and I looked over, and Nick, I see Nick looking in the like light with this his glass, and it's like half full, and he's like, "I'm a third <laughs> done with the bottle, so." Yeah, so how, I don't know how long we've been recording, but I've drank four beers. Since I didn't. I, sat I didn't down. set a timer, Adam. Don't. Do you have the actual number up on? The oh, list? so since the meeting started, it's been an hour twenty-six. Oh, that's a meeting start, though. That's yeah. helpful to me in any way. I feel uh, we started about forty minutes in. I think. Well, I've 
that means I wasn't planning on this work. being a super long one anyways, so. Wonderful. Because There's also not much going. to cut out, so. Hmm? There's not much to cut out anyway. So. Yeah, just some of the beginning stuff, really. Yeah. And the fact that I'm completely trained. Yeah, well, it'll be fun. This last half Woo! will be fun. Oh, we're only like paladins is, And also, PP is going to be wild. It's always a wild PP. True. <laughs> you always want your big PPs to be wild. Um, so on his trek up to Oregon, uh, he built up his reputation. Uh, he kept uh, doing his knife trick in towns as he passed through and everything. Ah, yes, like, oh my god. The, the horse knife trick. <laughs> of course. That I don't know where he got a fucking horse from though. But I'm assuming yeah, did, he just haven't, stole like all of his horses died. Yeah, where he ate them. Like <laughs> he had a horse and a donkey. I don't know where he got this horse from, but apparently he somehow managed to get a horse. Um but yeah okay, on his man, way up he would spend nights with like caravans and tell them the stories that he had experienced. Uh he met other rough riders um who probably thought about robbing him but uh after hearing his horror stories we're like oh maybe we'll just stay the night here (laughs) you know not do that so uh boone makes six uh meets six men and uh they become friends and it becomes his core group they basically become bandits together in oregon they they just start stealing from people on their way up from because people would hit gold in california and then go buy land up in oregon as you do so he would just start head further west oh shit you're right <laughs> hit midway <laughs> i could have just made just gone to midway just buy guam <laughs> honestly back then you might have been able to we bought yeah, what right. we got the louisiana purchase for like 14 dollars or something yeah yeah it was like 14 bucks and like an iou to napoleon best part is napoleon like was out of power like within the next couple of years so that i iou was null and void that's how we got out of repaying the french after the revolution because it was technically with the monarchy not the french government so the how yes. they stole is uh they i learned that from hamilton <laughs> jesus here I am listening to 30-hour audiobooks, and Adam's <laughs> listening to a Broadway play, and we learn the I'm same thing. I'm learning the same thing. I'm the fool. I am the idiot. Jesus. Nick's drank five beers in, like, half an hour. Uh, the way they stole is they traveled light, and they would bury their big scores so they could come back and get them later um, instead of, you know, having to haul them around. Uh, for the bodies of the dead, they just threw them off the road and just didn't care. <laughs> they just threw them off the road and they're like, fuck it. I'm still over here. So, like, Nick's over here killing himself to listen to this long ass <laughs> audiobook. And I'm over here singing and dancing to a musical, learning the same fucking shit. Oh <laughs> like, my God. I'm, I am so <laughs> upset at this right now. <laughs> Nick just spent a whole week listening to one fucking chapter of the book. Yeah, it was a full week on a three-hour chapter on the Ottoman it took Empire. Me, it took me half of a musical number to get to learn the same thing. Oh <laughs> my god, I am just so upset. <laughs> to be fair, that is a that is a credit to Lin Manuel Miranda's writing. Do you know Napoleon wasn't that. actually short? Yes. yes, I learned that from I think Deadliest Warrior or something. Yeah, yeah, I learned that from like reading a book 
You and your books, you idiot. He was he was average. Yeah, you're height. Right, you're right, you're he right. was average height, but people talked about him being little just to make no, fun of him. No, he was actually him. he was actually tall for his time period. He was like five nine, which was like in the average yeah. Frenchman was like five five. But wasn't didn't it was wasn't it just propaganda to make him? Yeah, short? it was yeah. like it was English. Shit. It was it was English. Pro, it was English and Russian propaganda. <laughs> so, <laughs> the gang has to end up leaving Oregon because uh, Boone at one point. Because he's, you know, reactionally violent. Uh, he got driven out of a town by a sheriff. And uh, he, after that, he was like, he, he's like, I'm never getting run out by another sheriff without fighting. So they go to another town called the, the Dales or something. And it's sheriff. Uh, so, yeah, they were about to get thrown out there and they thought about fighting back. But there was already a posse built up outside of the sheriff's office. And they're like, maybe we shouldn't take on the entire town and its law enforcement. <laughs> so they're like, fuck it. So they just decide to leave. So uh, you say that like the law enforcement is more than two dudes. Yeah, but then it's the rest of the town. <laughs> yes. That's that's the problem I would see. Law enforcement's fine. It's two dudes and like maybe a mule. Yeah, probably. So they decide to move on, distance themselves, uh, so bounty hunters wouldn't catch them. They end up just moving on. I think they go up to Washington here. No. No, they end up... Oh, this is... Yes, never mind. They leave Oregon. They decide to go to Utah because of the Mormons. Yeah, I was going to say. Because the Mormons at this point weren't fully formed, and they heard of polygamy, and they thought that that meant women were just whores yeah this would be about the time as <laughs> as mormons settling utah wouldn't it that would that would be about the right time period yeah so they thought okay little law enforcement because of the mormons and polygamy which means women are whores no polygamy just means they marry multiple women yeah <laughs> doesn't mean the women are whores <laughs> if anything it means the that. opposite <laughs> yeah that they're they're extremely extremely conservative mormons like, like, how dare you show ankle? Don't you do it, Mosley. Those are some hot fucking ankles. Though. So they, uh, they left town to go on this venture in October of 1859. Uh, they brought a fuck ton of supplies to last them through to Camp Floyd, which is the place that they were going to go to in Utah. Um, the first few days, they made really good time. They made it to Snake River, where it was still familiar territory. Um, and also they were going fast because they were still thinking the bounty hunters were on their ass. Um, when they get here, or no, when they go to Raft River, they have to go across the river because there's no bridge. And as they start going, um, shots are fired and bullets start ricocheting off the stones and into the river and shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. So they all just book it and just start going. Uh, they turn around, find out that the, it's Native Americans on their ass just fucking chasing them out of the bushes they're all on horses it was uh the digger indians which are also called the my Ma- we're gonna call them digger indians because my hard so yeah they were pursued by the digger indians who hid in the bushes hey, um they were yes because uh right. they were known for their habit of because building <laughs> into the hillside with their houses and partially underground. <clears throat> also, that first word starts with a D. So that's, that's I feel like that's the big one. Um, then the second one is possibly Native Americans, but <laughs> also yeah. Yeah. so they know that they couldn't uh 
peacefully talk them down because they were on their land, they were invading, and they were white men. Yeah, this is a big time of Indian American wars. <laughs> in and, this time uh, you know, pe people were out collecting scalps. Yeah. But luckily, neither side was accustomed to shooting from horseback, so they basically both just shot at each other and missed wildly. <laughs> and also back then, a good Perfect. tip, we'll get into it later. In this time period, revolvers didn't have good rifling in the barrel. No, so, dude, it was basically fucking smoothbore. Yeah. It had, so it had like, you would you know, shoot and it would a go like 16th turn. Yeah. So a lot of the duels that happened, people think it was just duels of good marksmen turning around and one shotting an enemy before like they got shot. No, it was people would turn around and shoot their entire six rounds. And also, like, whoever luckily got. Right? What? Like, the revolvers were muzzle loaded. Like it was what like that. a lot of them didn't even have front sights. Yeah, man, you're, you're just hoping for the best. Yeah, you, being a good marksman wasn't being good. It was you were just lucky as shit. Yeah, you were <laughs> lucky, and you had a like you had the money to pay for a very good pistol. So eventually, uh, the way they got away is uh, a lucky shot hit took out the horse of the leader of the Indians of the the Native Americans. Sorry, almost fucked up there. And that gave them enough time to just keep riding off and lose them in, over a hill. Uh, they eventually come up to a space where they can't make it through because it's about to become nightfall and it's really hard terrain. So they decide to get some rest. Um, during the night, Boone has two guys stay up as sentries and then relieve them halfway through so he could wake up and another guy. And they would just do shifts. Um, Dune wakes up at dawn realizing that he was never awakened for a shift. Uh, goes over and finds uh, one of his sentries with his throat cut and is dead to realize that one of the Native Americans had snuck up and assassinated this man. Why do I get the feeling that it wasn't a Native American? No, no, it was. It was. It, wasn't what, it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. it wasn't him. Uh, no, these are like his brothers to him at this what, point. What, 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 so, yeah, they continue on going towards Utah and uh, winter hits uh with utah had a early winter this year and blizzards started happening they go to bear river which they then followed through even more blizzards to soda springs uh which had been abandoned for winter because people move out during winter at this time so they can go places to where they don't die well, um, they moved from soda springs to tomato town there was no supplies for them to restock um but they took shelter in some of the buildings they then continue on as it worsened to Thomas Fork, where they uh, went to a hunting cabin that had been abandoned. Um, and they realized that they cannot keep going on through the blizzard, so they have to find a way to live out these times. Um, I wonder who will win this battle royale. Basically. The group of people not, not but, uh, associated with cannibalism or the cannibal. Uh, Boone is the most accustomed to these types of conditions as he made the trek west to having to eat someone. Um, whenever there was going to be a break in the weather, he said that they were going to move on and no one no one really cared about that. They were like, that's fine, we can do that because they didn't have enough supplies to make them through an entire winter. The only person that we get a name of from these six people is uh, his name's Burton, but there's no recollection of this was his given name or his surname. So he just goes by Burton. We don't know if it was his first name or his last name or what. 
Um, but yeah, he was she just he was basically like Boone's right hand man, I guess. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, at one point Boone comes in with the last of the horse's oats to make oatmeal for a meal for them. Because you know that sounds fucking disgusting. Eating horse oats. I'm assuming it's actually the same thing, but calling it horse oats and then making it into oatmeal sounds fucking horrible. And then uh, only a few days later, Boone he he brought um, one half of the starved horses into the cabin and slaughtered it for meat. Oh, in the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually get to the point where they end up killing all the horses to eat them throughout the winter. And then it gets to the point where they run out of meat and they're like, fuck, we got to go. And they just decide they're going to tough out the storm and travel or they're going to die here. So they pack up what they have and they, uh, they head on out. Boone at this point is a pretty seasoned survivalist after his horrible time heading out West. He's kind of learned how to deal with starvation and stuff and like how to find food. But obviously it wasn't enough for six people. They end up in one another, rabbit only goes so far. They end up sheltering in another abandoned town that didn't have food, also. And he's like, "Fuck it." Uh, he's like, "I'm just gonna leave everyone else." So while they uh, slept, he he decided to leave. Uh, but Burton followed him. Burton's like, "No, I'm coming with you," and just followed him. Uh, the other four the next morning decide they're gonna leave to try to catch up to him. Uh, they they end up dying because their clothes are found later, like in the spring. And they had been eaten by animals and stuff. So they died trying to catch up to him. Um, Boone with Burton on his heels. Burton basically at this point tries to like, Boone knows he's behind him, but he doesn't care. And Boone's just following him. But they don't like talk. They're never like close enough. Like Boone's like trying to secretly follow him. So they just keep going on. Uh, They're, a, like a patch of woods just shy of the fort that they're trying of a fort they're trying to get to and Bert, burton just couldn't go anymore he fell into the ground and saw that boone just kept walking so burton's just left there uh boone ended up getting to fort hall he notices that there's no food there he's like shit but he makes a fire in one of the buildings because there's plenty of firewood uh burton thought he was about to die uh he could feel the cold just going like creeping inside of his body when uh boone shows up and boone picks him up throws him over his shoulder and carries him in and throws him on the floor next to the fire and boone passes out he wakes up to burton sitting up indian style staring at the door with his revolver on his lap just in case if anyone breaks in so he saves boone or boone saves burton sorry for a couple days he keeps falling in and out of consciousness because you know he's tired he was exhausted uh but at this point they hadn't had food and boone's starving one of these times burton wakes up with boone standing over him and he looks down and realizes that boone's bowie knife is on his thigh while he's awake boone continues decides to cut off burton's leg so they have food and with the amount of times that boone uses his bowie knife he has never sharpened it and it is oh, very, no. very blunt. It takes his all of his body weight to cut through the skin and through the muscle. When it gets to the bone, Boone stands up and smashes his foot onto it to break through the bone and cut the rest of the way through. He then co- like does a tourniquet, does everything to make sure Burton can live still. 
and then Burton passes out from the pain, obviously. He wakes up, and Boone is cooking meat off of his leg. They both eat the meat from his leg. And then eventually they start running low on firewood, so Boone starts heading out to go get more firewood from out in the woods. He leaves Burton a gun on the table across the room, though, just in case for any reason. Burton's like, fuck, I I gotta go get this gun and kill Boone, otherwise he's gonna kill me. He goes and tries to crawl across and passes out from the pain. He wakes up back in the same spot he was when he originally started and where he's been sleeping. So Boone had found him and put him back, whatever. Still leaves the gun there. Boone ends up getting to the point where he's just bored. So he's like out in the woods during the day. And Burton eventually gets to his, his gun. And he finds out that it's a little light and realizes there's only one bullet in it. He's like, shit, I got to make this shot count. I have to get Boone somehow close enough to me to help me move back. And then I can shoot him and kill him. Uh, Boone's gone for another like couple hours. And Burton says, fuck it. Puts the gun to his temple and blows his brains out. Oh, Boone hears the gunshot, comes back. Uh, after hearing, yeah, he comes back, finds that Boone or Burton is dead. And he's like, fuck, I now have to. He's like, I'm fucked because while Burton's alive, the meat doesn't rot. So he cuts off his other leg, wraps it up, throws it in his backpack, and heads back out. He sets out for Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, during this time, during this time, there's not any information because Boone basically vanishes for a while and there's not anything that really happens. Boone ends up going to Shoshone which is like an Indian tribe where he's like about to pass out and falter from the cold. He literally just walks into the middle of their tribe and sits down by the fire. Middle of a Native American camp and they thought about killing him but they were just like he's not bothering anyone he's not talking to us let's just just wander they're like we'll just pass him off to the next merchant that shows up when they trade furs and that's what they did um john powell is the merchant that came by and helped uh boone out he only charged the indians a couple extra furs to pay basically as a fee to take him with him so yeah they uh end up leaving uh at one point he realizes that boone's bag like was heavy and was like making a lot of noise uh he when boone's sleeping at one point he looks in it and there is fourteen hundred dollars worth of coins in there yeah oh yeah don't know how probably got it from sometime when he was like when he vanished that's gonna be a cool half mil in the back in those days yeah i mean i don't know you want to look that up i don't know how much that is back then uh like 1852 somewhere in there Oh, $1,400. Also, in this book, it doesn't specify it was $1,400 back then or $1,400 now. So, if it's $1,400 back then, that's a cool forty-seven grand. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he, John's like, oh, I'll probably get a nice little amount just for bringing him back he'll like give me some as like a little like kind of like a tip but like kind of for like helping him out and bringing him back uh they get to the edge of the the outskirts of the town boone literally just turns his back and just walks away <laughs> and then john's never to be seen again um yeah boone arrived in salt lake city he immediately got himself into a brawl at the barn or at the bar 
which ended up getting him locked up in a prominent Mormon's basement instead of an official sheriff's office because they didn't fucking have those. Salt Lake City? But it's the Mormons. They didn't have like that system or anything set up. Oh. Um, but it was more of like a really good thing because he got he had water readily available. He had a soft bed and meals were delivered to him by the pretty daughters three times a day. Um, but then the Mormons realize because on the other I, side of town there are Christians, and they're like, "There's these two guy, two miners who are coming in and causing trouble every single night." So for his release, they hire him as a fucking hitman. Oh, yeah, and Boone agrees to it. So he then uh, he strolled up behind the first victim while the man was blind, drunk, pissing on the side of a trading post. Boone just walked up, put his gun to the back of the dude's head, and just blew his brains out right there. And then news reached the second target pretty much immediately. And when he caught sight of Boone walking down the street towards him with murder in his eyes, uh, he decided, uh, you know what? Let's, uh, let's run away. And the second he turned around, he gave Boone the shot that he needed, and Boone shot all six shots out of his revolver. Most of them missed, but enough of them hit to kill the dude. A.K.A. exactly what you do with a goddamn revolver back then. They were, again, they were basically smooth aboard. And then after the that, the Mormons uh, after that the Mormons ran him out of town. <laughs> they didn't pay him or anything. They kicked him out. But they got rid of the other two guys they didn't want. Yeah, really, Mormons in Utah were wild. Mormons in Utah now are wild. Mormons are wild. Truth. Um, this is where uh, another quiet period of Boone comes in. Nothing really happens. Uh, he ends up joining a militia to fight against the Native Americans. But during while he's in that militia, he uh, he's like torturing the Native Americans when they just want to kill him. So they're like, oh, no, 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 you'll just be a scout. And he was really good at the scout because they're going against the, he was trying to find the Navajo and the Utes. And if anyone that knows about the Navajo, they're really good at covering their tracks. And Boone yeah. was really good at finding them. And then they eventually let him go. So he decides to go up to the Great White North with a new friend he made, which was another scout. Uh, he goes up to the Great White North, aka he goes to Canada. In this segment, oh, we are covering Canada. Boone goes to Canada. Okay, <laughs> that's the national anthem, right? Uh, anthem, you got right? the you got the first two words right, and then the right. two words were wrong. You well, just, the rest of it's French. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Are you so, telling me that French don't speak Canadians? Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Oh my god. I'm gonna <laughs> oh have another beer. God. We're gonna have another beer to remedy that that thought process. Do French not speak Canadians? Oh, now man. we're on number six. I don't even know how to deal with that. I'm on number five and I'm not even this bad. I'm on one. <laughs> you want to give that to the audio listeners we have? Well, I mean, it's a bottle of Arbor Mist. What do you want from me? And, uh, the big bottle of Arbor Mist. If you don't know why I'm drinking Arbor Mist, where have you been literally the last month that I've only been yeah. drinking Arbor Mist? 
Boone ends up, they end up going, him and his new companion that we also don't know the name of, um, they end up going north. And on their way up, winter starts again. But Boone, this time, learning from last time, said, no traveling during the winter. And they hold up in a town. Boone finds, as they're about to leave, he finds William T. Collinson and Irish Tommy. That's a fuck. At, okay, one of those is a name. The other one's a fucking bullshit. <laughs> um, this is on July 18th of 1862. Um, they had just hit a huge fucking mine of gold. They have so much gold on them. And, of course, Tommy, or not Tommy, fucking uh, Boone and his little compatriot hear about it. So as they leave town, it's those two and then, like, two other guys. And they're leaving, and they decide to split up at one point to find shelter where the others decided to stay behind and just have dinner there and make a fire. Um, at that time, Boone walks out with his, you know, little fucking minion basically and shoots them both dead and then buries the gold like he used to do to come back for it later. Uh, but at this point, if you're wondering how it was so efficient, because this happened like quick they were both dead within seconds uh boone has a shotgun now oh yes so he doesn't have to aim he just needs to point in the general vicinity (laughs) yes uh he acquired it while he was in the militia (laughs) Uh, perfect yes perfect if you're wondering how much gold these two guys had not the four of them just the two of them had thirty thousand dollars worth of gold that he buried and they had gold dust, which was also very valuable. He took the gold dust with him because that was easy to hide. But he buried the 30000 for him to come back with to later. Um, going through the next town, Boone passes those two fuckers. <laughs> it just keeps going. Oh. But the bodies are brought to town at that time. And, Colin, or, and Collinson and Irish Tommy, obviously, it was the two people they were just with. And they just saw Boone come in who was the only person after them to come in. They were like, oh, fuck, it was him. Boone's already fucking gone. Boone straight up dipped. Um, then they put a $700 bounty on him. So he just keeps going. And then, so Collinson and Irish Tommy leave a couple days later. Uh, guess who they find on their way out? Boone then robs them of their stuff, but they don't find the gold dust that they're carrying. So he just takes their stuff and he doesn't kill, just leaves them, just runs. I definitely thought you were going to say that they found Jesus on their way out. I was going to say Boone's horse. Which one? (laughs) He is on a horse again. Yes. Uh, But Boone then goes to a town called Victoria where he ends up, uh, ends up losing a bunch of money in a gambling thing. And then, uh, he the bartender closes down the bar and he's like hey you gotta pay your tab which he replies don't you know i'm a um a desperate character which then the bartender immediately went "Hmm, nope fuck that and just immediately told the sheriff uh and boone gets arrested because he didn't pay his bar tab but the sheriff had heard of boone and was like shit but we don't have enough we don't have any actual evidence so i he can only hold him for three days before he goes to court for the bar tab and so he can only hold them for three days. So he sends out letters to a bunch of different settlements in America to get them to tell him, like give him evidence of stories of him so they could charge him with that stuff. Um, that clearly doesn't work because mail wasn't 
fast back then. <laughs> and uh, Baboon gets not fast now. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say it's not like what? What do you? What do you mean back then? They've sped it's it not up the Pony like, Express now, boys. <laughs> they've sped it up by like two days max. Like, <laughs> yeah, fe- like FedEx back in yeah, the but day they also still had fucking through, tracking. They also, huh, no, no. They also FedEx is different. Now. We're talking United States Postal Service. <laughs> I, I know. I'm saying if you put FedEx back in the day, they would have still gotten you a tracking number and next day delivery. Yeah, but also they didn't go through mail back then because you know fucking the unabomber wasn't around to you know bomb everyone through the mail i know that though at this time boone gets a super expensive lawyer the best one around no one knows how and uh the sheriff dollars sheriff blake is pissed um they end up going to trial and um boone's lawyer starts just throwing out these random like this random like conspiracy theory that somehow works and gets Boone off with only having to do a month of chain gang labor, which he does, which is the only labor he's really done in his life. And it's insane. He, like, it was awful. But this is also where he finds another guy that ends up joining him because for some reason Boone has a weird charisma about him, I guess. Let me get back Don't to my notes all. here. I guess. Oh, they didn't. Oh, Big oofskies. My fucking notes didn't. All right. We'll go off the top of my head here. All right. Oh, this is going to be great. So to wrap this up, basically, um, this is kind of where he, it's not like a total downfall, but I'm just going to pull up a quick search and just do it that way. Nice. I'm going to eat a burger. Of course. I'm sorry. This is a little scuffed. This is a little scuffed of an ending, but apparently none of my notes saved and I don't want to read the entire fucking book again. So uh, basically he, after that, period he gets arrested again in another town in canada and then but at this time the letters had come back from america saying all the shit he's done so they send a marshal basically to go get him marshal picks him up and they travel back to a port in washington on his way they drink together on the fucking ferry ride like every night and stuff and he loves him the marshal loves boone but he does his normal thing puts him in jail boone then escapes jail by stealing uh he makes his own knife and stealing a gardening trowel and in one night he dug a hole or not one night but he dug a hole through the dirt ground of his cell not only under the wall of the jail but outside the outer wall of the fucking yard and escaped and he wasn't they didn't find the hole until a week later and he was already fucking gone he heads to fucking san francisco he gets to San Francisco and he hides in some fucking rancher's hay bale. The rancher finds him, but instead of the rancher turning him over, says, yeah, nah, come on, live with me. He lives there for like a fucking like two or three months. And the rancher's super nice. Doesn't make him work on any, like on the farm with him or anything. Doesn't do anything like that. And Boone, <clears throat> Boone's like, this, this guy's awesome. This is great. But then Boone's urge to kill comes back. And one night decides to just pop a fucking the whole entire six shooter into him while he's sleeping kills him takes stuff leaves um while on the run he uh finds another fugitive and uh got captured by authorities um but he then somehow got a letter to his one of his brothers and uh for assistance um his brother paid a large amount of money to all the witnesses to pay them off 
and they couldn't convict Helm because of it. So he got sent out again, and then he goes up into Montana where he kills a lot more men and then gets apprehended again. The way he finally gets captured is he teams up with Henry Plummer, who is a notorious notorious gang leader, and they were captured and arrested and tried in secret this time. They get sentenced to death. And then they all get hanged. And that is the end of Boonhelm. That part's a little scuffed, but also there's not really a lot that happens there other than the Boon just kills a lot of people, which is basically what's been happening. But he's not like trudging along or anything. He just joins groups and gets captured from those, which is basically his downfall. I know that was quick. I know that was scuffed, but we got to finish this. And also my notes didn't fucking save for that part. So a little scuffed there at the end. I'm sorry for that. Maybe, maybe I can do an unedited thing later, but I, or I'll just edit myself in going through it, but probably not. But this is probably what people are going to get. And that's all they deserve. Oh, it was a wild story. But it was a good one after the two parter we did, I like to think. It was a little bit of a relief, not as awful. A reprieve. You guys got anything to say after that about the story? You're not drinking. Why aren't you? That's all I got. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Erda, you hate to see it. Wild. Adam, you got anything? Uh, yeah. So. How'd you guys like it? Was it- uh, yeah, so I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was interesting. One downside, um, no mention of Doc Brown. Real sad. Uh, he does have a point. <laughs> that was the drunkest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> On that. He does have a point. And on that point, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at You Hate to See It. Uh, on Twitter, is, it is at Y-O-U-H-8-2-C-I-T. And then you can follow us on, uh, you can become a patron on Podbean. If you go to Podbean, type in You Hate to See It up in the upper right-hand corner. There's a Become a Patron feature. And we have different tiers for different, different amounts of monies that you can pay and get different things from us. And yeah, I mean, that's basically the end of that. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Nick, uh, Nick, take us out here. Because Nick's too drunk for us to keep going if we really wanted to. So, now, listen here. You may think that we were professionals. Great wise that. (laughs) Oh, great nine-year-old in the sky. What are your standards for we have none? And therefore... We do not claim to be professional. Adam, that's all you could. I'm not tapping that. <laughs> Go open the pickle jar like a real man with greasy hands. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs>